go. Go, Ninja. Go, Ninja. Go. Go, Ninja. Oh, no Ninja Turtles in this one. Yeah, that's very disappointing, actually. Putting that under dislikes. Well, hey, on that note, welcome, everyone, to a new episode of Movies and Brews, where we talk movies. And we drink some brews and build uh, Lego. I'm your host, Jordan. And so, six... <laughs> Sitting with a six-pack next to me. <laughs> and sitting here next to me is a real brickhead, Daniel. Hello, hello. Today, we're talking the new Lego movie. The second part. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and let's build something. Cheers. Cheers. Well, like always, let's talk about what we're drinking here. This week was Daniel's week for Drink and Tell. Daniel, what did you bring? All right, so I brought something that had excellent cover art, so that's the whole reason I got it, but it's by Sasquatch Brewing Company, uh, strictly local in Portland, Oregon, which I don't think I've ever had any beer by them. Yeah, they're over on the west side in the uh, Multnomah area. Okay, yeah, so we don't go over there. But this is called Mouth Pillow, and it's a hazy IPA. Let's check it out here. Mmm, it smells delicious. Sounds delicious. Definitely, you know, has that looks like P-I-P-A look. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but it looks and smells delicious. Right, let's check it out here. What do you think about it, Jordan? Let me try here. Mm, that's different. No, that's not bad. I like it. Mm, got a nice yeah. little zest to it. I mean, it's got a little bit of a bitter taste at the end there, but yeah. I don't know. It's pretty good. I like love it. hazies. Awesome. Well, thanks for bringing that in. All right. Well, let's talk about what we've seen earlier this week. And I got to tell you, the only thing I watched in the last week was the original Lego movie to, to uh, kind of recap for the new one. Uh, yeah, no, same. <laughs> you know, it's a funny story. Uh, this past week, we got a little snow over in our area. So I had a snow day, so I didn't end up going to work on, I think, last Tuesday. But since I wake up at like six in the morning, I wasn't able to go back to bed. So I just sat up and watched uh, the Lego movie at 7 a.m. in the morning. Hey, that works. It's a great start to the day. Yeah, yeah, I, I watched it last week, and it's just good as it always is. Holds up. Holds up, yeah, and I love it. Yeah, talk more about that when we do talk about our main review here. All right, well, why don't we get ourselves into some movie news here? Daniel, take it away. This week in movie news, I got some early numbers for Alita Battle Angel. It opened up in the Asia market and it's made about $32 million already. You know, not a huge, like not, I, I think it's been open for a few days. I didn't get the exact number, but it opened early in Asia, mostly because that's like the market where like this manga slash anime is popular. So, but it's only made about $32 million right now. It hasn't opened in China yet. Um, okay, that'll probably be one of the biggest markets for it. I think so, but yeah, it's made about $32 million and it also, in that that's against its estimated budget of about 150 to 200 million. So, you know, it's very possible this movie's going to make its money back. I don't think it's going to supersede its budget or eclipse it by any means, but I think it should probably make its money back. We'll see. Yeah, that'll be the next one we check out uh, later this week, possibly tomorrow even. All right. Um, and the next little tidbit of news is that we have a working title from James Cameron himself for the new Terminator movie. Instead of just calling it Terminator 6, it has been its working title is Terminator Dark Fate. Terminator Dark Fate. Interesting. Yes. Kind of like Terminator 6 better. I mean, it's just, just kidding. At, <laughs> at some point, it's just like, T- is T6, it? T6, Dark Fate. 
it's at some point it's just more confusing especially when you go past like three or four movies if you just start naming them like different weird subtext because i'm like wait well what what number is this is it five is it six is it one is it three (laughs) it's not too big of a list to memorize i don't know t1 and t2 are my still all-time favorites what not terminator salvation Mm -mm. oh jordan you haven't lived until you slogged through terminator salvation All right, and a couple other tidbits here. So, um, Jordan, did you see this? Oh, I'm sorry. What, uh, what so was when that? does this come out? November this year. I, I feel like there's got to be a trailer, a teaser trailer around the corner. Yeah, I mean, we got those promo pictures like a few months ago. Yeah, and I, I feel like they're. I think they've finished rec- uh, filming. We'll see. We'll see. I, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure when a trailer's gonna come out. Usually, a trailer comes out like depends about three, four months before the movie. Mm-hmm. Sometimes longer. Now, this next thing, I know you've seen it, Jordan, but what did you think of the slightly longer teaser for the new Aladdin movie? Uh, overall, I thought it was fine. Yeah, I, I wasn't very disappointed with it. I know there's a lot of backlash on a couple areas of it. Uh, I guess we can talk about that. So we do see a couple new things we hear and kind of see in the dark background like Jafar. And I got to say that was my biggest disappointment of the trailer is he does not sound menacing at all. He just sounds, I don't know, like your regular bro, I guess. I, he There's just, just nothing menacing about him. No, it doesn't sound very menacing. It's just let Aladdin go and retrieve me the lamp. So like, like, it, so I mean, so he, I can see what I'm doing in my sweatshop. Yeah, it's just... Uh, I don't know. It, yeah, I know. He doesn't sound very menacing. He doesn't... And, like, we were talking about this before we started recording, but he also doesn't look old enough. I, no, because I, I paused it at that spot, and, yeah, he looks very young. I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I like other stuff. Uh, we saw a couple shots of Jasmine. I think she looks good. Yeah, I mean, we because in the initial teaser, you just see, like, the dark cave. You know, like, it's super dark. You can't really see anything. But you got a couple, like, daytime shots. And, like, there's a lot of vibrant colors that they've brought in. Yeah. Which is, I thought that was very they cool. They show what was going to be the scene with Prince Ali arriving to Agrabah. I figure that's what that would be, but I, I, I like the vibrant color, so that'll be yeah. that'll be cool to check that out. That'll look fun. Uh, you see Jasmine. It looked like the, the scene where Aladdin's reaching down from the carpet, taking her hand and going to take her up on the carpet. So, yeah, that was something we saw on that. I'm, look, I'm looking forward to that scene, too. I'm so curious on how they're going to do that in uh, the movie. Yeah, and the, uh, the <laughs> in that same clip, they show uh, her tiger, Raja, walk next to her, and it actually looks like a real tiger. Maybe it is. I don't think so, but it looks a little bit more more real than like, those animals from uh I missed, from the lion king i missed him okay wow i was probably too focused on jasmine probably but you know i thought the tiger looked really cool and then uh i think the most infamous of the critiques from the internet about this entire trailer was we finally see the cgi version of will smith's genie which honestly i think it looks all right i don't know a lot of people are just like whining and complaining i don't think it looks all that bad it's probably gonna you know in the next three months do some little more upgrades and some work to it some people were calling it the worst cgi since the scorpion king at the end of mummy 2 well that's just unbearably untrue there's been worse way worse it's not even close to that bad of cgi now this i think it looks fine for the most part i think in order to really give uh, an opinion i gotta see more footage altogether just see the movie in general but i'm not disappointed we'll just wait and see yeah i love aladdin it's one of my favorite disney movies we'll wait and see i know it's just one of those things that no matter what 
this movie was going to catch flack just because Aladdin is one of the like the Disney classics and Robin Williams is one of the most iconic Disney character G- Robin Williams genie is one of the most iconic Disney characters so Will Smith had an essentially impossible uh, shoes to fill you mean a lamp to fill yeah an impossible lamp to fill but so it's just I mean no matter what something was going to catch backlash so well to be honest I'm more upset about Jafar not sounding menacing than I am Will Smith's genie uh, We'll see. I mean, I want a real trailer, too. Like, this is just, like, just a couple more little snippets. I want a real trailer. I'm going to hold off judgment until the movie comes. I mean, I will see this. I'm going to be seeing all the Disney live action this year. I'm looking forward to Dumbo, Aladdin, Lion King. I, you know, they're all classics, you know, based off classic cartoons. I think the overall, the one that's going to play it the safest and be a shot-for-shot remake will be Lion King, which will be fine. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, my only, I guess, main critique about this whole teaser, and it is regarding Will Smith Genie, is like not necessarily CGI, but just like the way he's talking to Aladdin, it just seems like Will Smith being Will Smith. So I hope they like, I don't know, I, I, I hope this movie's good. I mean, this is one of the only live action ones that I'm excited to see, but yeah, it, it should be fine. It'll, hopefully. It'll be good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Dumbo. I think Dumbo's going to, what I like about what I've seen so far in Dumbo, it looks like it's going to be a little different than the cartoon, like it's going to be through the point of view of kids. Aladdin looks like it'll, they're going to change a few things. But then again, Lion King looks like it's be the most shot-for-shot shot remake, kind of yeah. like Beauty and the Beast was. I would say the three I'm looking forward to to uh, Lion King the most, then Dumbo, then Aladdin. I'm also just, I don't want to see Aladdin suck either because I love the Aladdin cartoon. Like, Aladdin and Lion King are two of my favorite Disney cartoons. Absolutely. So I did not want to see them... Screwed up. Yeah, screwed up. But I'm holding off judgment till we see more. Yeah, well, that's fair. I mean, we'll be, we don't have to wait too long to see this. I mean, it's in May. It's coming yeah. out. Anything else in news? Uh, the last thing I have is there had been rumors and it was confirmed that the new, a new Star Wars project is being at least was offered if not worked on from the Game of Thrones showrunners and it is showing and they are saying that is it is a whole trilogy of films. Now I couldn't I heard some rumors and I couldn't find any confirmation besides uh, Star Wars YouTube channel but they at least speculate because they couldn't find anything to confirm this again but they speculate that the trilogy will be based on like the Knights of the Old Republic which is essentially like medieval Jedis. Which I'd be okay with that. And it would make sense why they'd want to attach the Game of Thrones guys to it. I don't know, just... Long Ryan Johnson's not involved. I wish Kathleen Kennedy would be dethroned and thrown down the garbage chute. <laughs> but... The trash compactor. Yeah. However, bring on the Game of Thrones guys. That's a smart idea, Disney. Smart idea. Just let them do what they do best. Medieval gore. And that's the thing. Let them do their thing. Like, get the hell away from them and let them do their thing. Yeah. I mean, I hope, like, if it's nice with the Little Republic, that would be sweet. Like, it's perfect because it's, like, set, like, 6,000 some odd years before the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. So it's just, like, they, essentially, the whole point of it is they can do whatever the hell they want and it won't actually necessarily affect the whole other timeline. I'm cool with that. So, yeah, it's kind of like a free I love path. the Star Wars universe. And, yeah, and it doesn't have to be all about the Skywalkers. I know. We need some more expanded universe films. We haven't really gotten anything yet. All right. Well, uh, that's all I have for this week in movie news. All right. Well, thank you, Daniel. All right. Well, why don't we move on to our main event here and talk some Lego Movie 2. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. Everything is awesome when for the second them. time. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. Everything is awesome when we live in our dreams. Lego.
Lego Movie 2. It's been, what, five years since we saw any Lego movie? Well, not any Lego movie, but since the second, like, first... <laughs> Since the first Lego movie. True. And you know what? In between, like, it took me some reminding when we, after we got out of the theaters, I had, I've seen the Lego Batman movie. I totally forgot they made a, like, a Ninjago movie. So I haven't seen that. Maybe that's good. Maybe I'll check that out. Yeah, I never saw that. I've never seen the Ninjago show. I don't know. Some, their sets look pretty cool, though. Like, I'm, I'm a Lego guy. I, their sets do look pretty cool. I know. Every time I see them, like, they have some sweet sets. Like, the, I always see, like, the temple sets are super cool Ooh, from the Ninjago. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before we get really deep deep into this. Uh, I got a little surprise here for Daniel. Ooh. All right, close your eyes. Close my eyes. Hold your hand up. I, I'm holding my hand out. All right. Remember to shake before you look. Surprise! It's a little Star-Lord ship, the Guardian's ship. Cool, yeah. From Avengers Infinity War. A little mini set here. Hey, we're talking Lego. I figure, you why know, not? Unfortunately, still no Marvel properties in this movie, but, you know, they still have Chris Pratt, so that's that tiny little Marvel connection. Yeah, yeah it's Warner Brothers. Yeah, it's you know. be all about Justice League. Yeah, I guess why don't we start with our uh, initial thoughts. So, I guess I'll start here. So, for me going in, you know, Lego Movie 1 came out five years ago, saw it. Loved it. Saw it a couple times in theaters. Seen it a few times on Blu-ray since. I just watched it last week. Yep. And that movie is great. I love that movie. Like, everything about it, it. And I feel like the more I watched it, too, the better it got. I just love the characters. I love the worlds they build. It's just a lot of fun. And that's what the, and that's the thing. It's just a lot of fun. And I just enjoy it so much. It's pure, innocent joy. Yeah, I've seen the Batman Lego movie as well. Didn't like that one quite as much as the uh, first one. I love Will Arnett as uh, Batman's voice. Absolutely. But... I, I don't know. The, the Lego Batman movie had its moments. I, mean, I think I need to see it again, too. I've only seen it the one time. It just wasn't quite as good as the uh, first Lego movie. No, and I, I don't think so either. But it, at the same time, it still had its moments, and it still had some fun jokes in there, too. Yeah, so as far as Lego Movie 2 goes, my general thoughts. Overall, I thought the movie was decent. Again, not as good as the first, but still good. Uh, the opening scene was great. I enjoyed that so much. I thought that was amazing. Just the whole, like, apocalyptic world, like, Mad Max kind of feel to everything. Loved it. Uh, new characters introduced for good as well. Enjoyed a lot of them. The banana always slipping on its own peel was pretty funny. Yeah. That was a good bit in there. Overall, yeah, I enjoyed it quite a bit here. Um, I didn't like how they were a little in your face with politics, though. That bugged me a little bit, but I can probably get past that. We'll see. Uh, but overall, enjoyed myself. Had a lot of laughs. So before we... Uh, so Daniel and I actually saw this one together. Yeah, we did. And it was, it was kind of strange. So we're sitting in a theater. There's families all around us. Kids, kids everywhere, obviously. Yeah. And for the almost the entire movie, we're the only ones laughing. Yeah, no, that was weird. I mean, it was so such a bizarre screening because not only were there kids everywhere, but it was one of the most quiet like movies I've been to. Even adults talk throughout every movie, which PSA, you're a jackass. Yeah. Like nobody, I could I couldn't hear anybody talk, but nobody was laughing. Like everybody was just watching the movie in silence. Yeah, and we were, were the only ones that were laughing. Pretty, especially so one of my favorite parts, like we're saying, was the opening 15 minutes, and Daniel and I are sitting there just cracking up. Like there's just one thing after another that's just funny, just bit after bit after bit, energetic, the whole thing. And like we're the only ones in that theater laughing. Like there's kids all around, so nobody's laughing. It was so bizarre. And occasionally we'd hear chuckles throughout the movie here and there from other people. There was one part towards the end it, it was, was just like it was, it was like physical it was like physical humor and it was the only time we actually heard like most of the theater laugh yeah it was and it was kind of a funny part but that's when everybody chose as a group to just bust out in laughter and i'm like this is what you're choosing to laugh at 
after all we've been through the last hour and a half, this is what you're choosing to laugh at? It was... It was weird. It was weird. <laughs> Needless to say, I had a good time, and who cares if we were the only ones laughing? Like, it was just fun to go see this. And again, the opening scene, I just loved every bit of that. Oh, yeah. So, what do you... Again, uh, yeah, skips your general thoughts here. Well, my general thoughts is I was looking forward to this. Like, I, like I said, I'd seen uh, the Batman movie, and, you know, it was okay, but, you know... No matter what franchise you're looking at, there's always more anticipation for a numbered sequel. So I was still, I was really excited to see this. I loved the first one, rewatched it this week. Still love it, still laugh my, still laugh super hard. And you know, I, it was a little bit of like going in, I, I was excited and watching it. I'm just like, it was fun and it had some good bits. It just didn't quite have the same charm for me as the first movie did. And other than that, you know, like it's still, it was just like felt like a different type of movie it didn't feel like another like well, i mean it did feel like another lego movie but it just felt like a different type of movie from the first well one. it kind of it kind of did yeah I, I agree with daniel it did not have the same charm the first one had it was, was it just me or was this one like kind of darker like just like not even like you know darker theme wise but just like the animation just seemed a little bit off it did there are a lot more like i mean like the first one what's notable is like almost throughout the entire movie everything's super vibrant and bright yeah you now they had a lot more like well even in dark settings Everything still pops. Yeah, like this one, I guess in like, especially in the dark scenery, like it didn't pop quite as much. Well, like the whole, when the, so in the beginning when Duplo, they're showing the Duplo attacking. I don't know, the animation just, it didn't look like the same animation that, the movie picks up real quick and they kind of show backflashed uh, five years ago and the Duplo starts attacking and it didn't look like the same animation. No, that, that's something I noticed too and I'm glad you brought that up because in the first one, it really just looks like Lego stop motion animation. Mm-hmm. Now, in the second one, it kind of looks like a little bit cheaper animation. Like, I feel like that's probably the animation that it looks like on, like, their TV shows where it looks more like animation than stop motion yeah, animation for Lego. Is, and I don't know if that's uh, Lord Miller thing versus uh, Mike Mitchell, who directed this one. Yeah, I guess we should say that real quick. Directed by Mike Mitchell, who directed Trolls, SpongeBob, the movie, uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks 3, and Shrek 4, as well as Deuce Bigelow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, director Deuce Bigelow did Lego Movie 2. But, Perfect. But yeah, still written by Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, though. Yeah, I mean... But there was something missing, and it, if you could tell they were not present as far as the directing. Dare goes. I say the pieces didn't quite come together? Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> totally right. <laughs> You are absolutely right. They just, something didn't click together. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. It did. It doesn't fit the system. (laughs) Anyway, but yeah, it's just, it's still like an enjoyable movie. It's just that part was kind of noticeable and I wasn't really sure if it was just me. So did, did it get brighter as the movie went on? I feel like space was more back to brightness, the same animation where we so on the first not quite there but closer you know they're trying to show in a popular world but like it's still it just felt like it felt like everything was just dimmed down color wise and not again not because they're trying to go like these are the dark times and well i mean well they were at the beginning they at were least. <laughs> i don't know like i'd say like the apocalypse world still popped quite a bit and they had a lot of great scenes in the i, I tell you what i want that statue of liberty set <laughs> Oh, I know. It's beautiful. Oh, my gosh. I saw it built at the uh, Lego store here in town, and it looks amazing. It's like 4,000 plus pieces. Cost around 300, but... Seems worth it. It is awesome. I mean, you got the Statue of Liberty, you know, coming out of the sand. You've got a bar and everything built into the front of it. It's awesome. 
I know. It's just, it looks awesome. They even show, like, a real life shot of it in the movie. Mm hmm. And I'm just like looking at him like, oh my god, that does look huge. I need that. <laughs> One thing I was excited about is uh, in the beginning when the, the space aliens, or no, is the du- Duplo's attacking. Yeah, the Duplo comes Duplo's out. Duplo's attacking. They show Lucy and Emmett running, you know, doing their thing, going towards it. And they show Emmett in this little tricycle thing, like vertical tricycle, going, whizzing by. Anyway, that whole scene cracked me up. Oh, I know, it did, it did. I think the apocalyptic part, like, had me laughing the hardest, besides one other later moment, but we won't get into that just yet. Yeah, I mean, it's, it was, I, I enjoyed this. Like, yeah, we, I, mean, I think we both had a good time. It's it, just different. It was, like, a little bit of an adjustment, especially it, well, since we just was, watched so, it. Good sto- it was a good story with a little bit of twist at the end, but, yeah, pretty basic. You know, they, they're in dark times, apocalyptic Mad Max times, because of Duplo attacking, and an alien comes down and kidnaps, what, five of his close his closest friends and takes off so he's got to go after them and save the day and then we you know cut to their space world that they live in which is pretty cool what did you think of the whole the queen of this place what she calls herself queen whatever i want to be yeah you know i enjoy what was up with her the whole why like what was up with her wanting to marry batman like what's the purpose of that? I I kind of missed the like point of it for some reason. Uh yeah, like she's initially says I like, oh I don't actually want to marry you, Batman. I'm trying to make somebody else jealous, but oh I guess they do say that it, she's trying to make Superman jealous or something like that. But it's it didn't really it didn't really connect. Didn't really like <laughs> the entitled alien as they call him. <laughs> oh yeah. That's funny. But it's just like. It didn't really connect. Like, there's some plot holes, but I'm mean, like, this is still a kid's movie, so it's kind of forgivable. But, like, some of the stuff didn't add up, and I think that's one of the things that really didn't, like, kind of add up, but it made for some great bits and sequences. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, her singing that song to Batman was pretty hilarious, I thought. Uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. Like, there's some things that didn't add up. Like I said, like, it's a kid's movie. Like, it doesn't really matter. I mean, if you're going to... Let's see. I'm going to see. I'm trying to think of one of my likes. We talked about the first opening scene. The first 15 minutes opening scene is just a great. I love it. Like, w- one thing that stood out in that moment, too, is how they're in dark times and Emmett's still just going around singing and dancing in the streets all happy. I know. He, I know like, he puts headphones on. He just kind of, like, loses himself in the world and pop music. Yeah. <laughs> the sewer baby's coming out of the sewer or something. Yeah. I know. There's so many, there's so many visual gags in these movies that it's great. The cats. <laughs> I know, they gave them all new names, but they still have Jeff. <laughs> Jeff at the end, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, there's some, definitely some good parts there. One of my liked, I liked the Bruce Willis cameo. That was great, especially when uh, Lucy, or I keep calling her Lucy. Well, Lucy is Wild Style's name. Wild Style, okay, yeah, okay. okay. When uh, Wild Style's in the vent, <laughs> she runs into Bruce Willis with the lighter. That was amazing. That was hilarious. And I think that's probably one of the moments Daniel and I laughed really loud and nobody else in the theater was laughing at all. But I know, like, not even the adults. Like, obviously, the... kids won't get that because they've never seen Die Hard, but, like, their parents, come on! I know. That just... was funny. That was... I thought that was hilarious. And nobody, Daniel and I are the only ones in the theater cracking up. Everybody else was like, I don't get it. Why is that funny? It's, it's It was weird. It was a weird screening. It was really weird screening. I mean, I really felt like we were surrounded by people, but at the same time, felt like we were all alone. It's true. And it, it was almost like going to see Grindhouse movies all over again. Right? <laughs> I did enjoy the uh, Justice League, too. They showed more Justice League stuff in this one than they did in the first one. I enjoyed that quite a bit. When they were getting on their jet and taking off, that was pretty good. Yeah. You know, I like that, too. And Jason Momoa plays Aquaman. And he's the only, like, DC Universe person that actually plays their yeah, counterpart. Uh, 
Channing Tatum is Superman and Jonah Hill is Green Lantern. Green Lantern. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then Colby Smolders. Smolders. Yeah. Whoever plays Robin in How I Met Your Mother, she still does Wonder Woman like in the last movie too. Yeah. That's Colby Smolders. Yeah. No. Yeah, I mean, yeah, those, those characters I'm are kind of surprised they didn't change it to Gal Gadot, but I'm glad you know. I mean, for I, continuity, I like continuity, so I'm glad they didn't. Yeah. I try to think. I mean, overall, I enjoyed this movie quite a bit. It had some great laughs in it. I, I mean, I like the character Rex and all his raptors. I thought that was great stuff. I mean, I absolutely love that the Rex character is literally just like Chris Pratt's, like all of his main movie roles rolled up into one. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Too, like, so the character's known for like smashing stuff. He drives around this spaceship that's shaped like a fist. <laughs> I know. Which, why that's not a set, I don't know, because I would totally buy that set if that was a set. I know, it's hilarious. They even have, like, I, I think I was, we were talking to this off camera, or off microphone, whatever, <laughs> that uh, they even walked past, like, a panel in his ship that says 16 plus. <laughs> I missed that one. That's funny. <laughs> that's pretty funny, though. Yeah, he was a great bit. Uh, one thing I want to say or ask you is, do you think this time around, so we, we go back to the real world quite a bit in this, all throughout the movie, not just at the end, like in the first one, but all throughout the movie. Did you think they overdid it that way, or what were your opinions on that? Well, honestly, that's under my dislikes, is that I literally wrote a lot more real-world sequences, and I wasn't as into it. I mean, like, at the end of the like the end of the first Lego movie, I mean, spoilers, but, you know, this is, we're talking about the second one, so we're gonna talk about the first one. But at the end of that, like, that's kind of like the twist, is that it's the kid who made up this whole world, just, like, having fun, you know? So in that provides like a nice heartwarming moment at the very end of that movie and I think they used a little bit too much real world for my liking like I mean like you know that's kind of like what's happening. I I think so too I think we flash back to the real world a little way too much I mean this one is more like sibling rivalry Right. I mean, we and like get along. Here's how you get along with your sister. You guys, you kids need to get. I mean, like siblings fight. Whatever. Some days they're getting along great. Some days they're fighting. Like I don't know. We didn't need this like life lesson on. Hey, you need to get along with your sister better. I I, I don't know. Yeah. We went back to the real world, in my opinion, way too much. I know. There's like four, five sequences in the real world. At least. And yeah, they, they uh, you still hear them, but they removed visually Will Ferrell and inserted Mom in this instead of him. Which, you know, that's... I don't know, that's kind of... <laughs> this what? is funny. She steps on the Lego and compares the pain of it to childbirth. Yeah, like, she's just I'm like, like... I'm not a woman, but something tells me childbirth is still a lot more painful than stepping on a piece of Lego. Probably, but it's still made for a funny joke because she's got her hands up like, childbirth is at the top, but stepping on two Legos, right below it. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> I, don't know, I, I thought that was funny, but yeah, it's just, it felt like a little bit too much. Like, I mean, like, I was trying to figure that out after the movie. It's just like, am I bothered by it? Because that was like the heart, like the uh, the anchor to like at the end of the first one, like kind of like the moral of well, the story. the themes were heavy in this, and I, I don't know. Again, like I said in the beginning, cause some of my dislikes for this were I do think they put the political side of things a little too much in your face, especially for a kid movie. Well, that's the thing, like a lot of kid movies, like a lot of Disney movies too, like they're subtle about it. It, and they 
a lot of like they trust the kids to understand the morals of the story without blatantly telling them. But in this movie, there's it seemed like there was less trust in the audience to understand what they're trying to say. Which, so they I, just I kind of I don't appreciate say that at all. I, I know again, I know it's a kid movie aimed at kids, but like we don't all have even have the brain capacity of five year olds. Like and especially like if it's a good enough movie like the first one. Us adults not only will enjoy it, but we will also be watching it as we go. And, like, you know, like, there's several, like, take The Sandlot, for example. Great movie that I first saw when I was probably, like, 10 years old. Yeah. And I continue to love it because, you know, I but they didn't, like, dumb stuff down for, like, this is what we got to make sure we get our five-year-old audience to understand our stuff. No. they like, you know, our audience is young young kids, 10, year, 10 years old is our main audience, but we still want to make it good so that they appreciate it years later. And fast forward 20-plus years later, I still appreciate The Sandlot quite a bit. Yeah. No, that's that's one of my most watched movies of all time. It doesn't need, doesn't need to be dumbed down like for uh, five year olds because eventually those five year olds will grow up and yeah, it, be the, disappointed that it's dumbed down for their past them's. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, no, I get what you're saying. Like, it was a little bit too. It, like I said, it's just not as trusting in the audience to understand what they're trying to come get across. So they kind of blatantly say quite a few of like, "This is the moral." This I'm like. Okay, it's not Sesame Street. We're a little bit older than Sesame well, Street. Exactly. So it's just like you know that that was so yeah, and that that just I don't know that that's part of what bugged me about this movie, and I think it was distracting really because it was so bluntly like almost fourth wall breaking in your face. I would say almost. Yeah, it's just I don't know it. I but there's still great sequences. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I especially um, Wild Style. I loved her. Uh, you know, everyone else has been brainwashed by this point. She's still staying strong and like put her in a room with these speakers. Start blasting this song and just her trying to destroy the speakers like no no this is not gonna happen to me not me and just starts trying to wreck everything around her i know builds herself a pair of earmuffs yeah and then that's when she breaks into the the vents and starts crawling away to freedom (laughs) john mcclain john mcclain yeah exactly (laughs) i I still think that was great. Oh, that was so good. I, it's just like, it kind of sucks. I, that was one of my standout moments was the John McClane cameo, or Bruce Willis slash John McClane cameo. It, just, it was, that cracked me up so much. It was pretty funny. Trying to think here, um, talked about likes and dislikes. I don't know, what was your biggest surprise in this movie? about this movie well my biggest surprise is the amount of musical sequences i mean like i mean in the first one you have everything is awesome at the very beginning and i think they do it at the very end Mm -hmm. but in this one you have like a beginning musical sequence like in the first one which made sense to me and then you have like four three or four other song sequences throughout the movie so that kind of caught me a little bit off guard but i'm not gonna say it was a detrimental thing it was just surprising because i really enjoyed most of the songs mm-hmm. like they were all pretty funny and pretty catchy and you know i think part of it is just like my cynical side it's just like uh but then even in the movie they acknowledge that with like batman i think and a few of the other characters just like oh god another song yeah. so you know that kind of like made it okay for me i guess yeah biggest surprise for me here uh, i guess i was surprised on how let's go, i guess the back to the real live action stuff surprised how much of that was in the movie yeah i did not expect to see that much because it was 
It was a lot. It was a lot. It felt like a lot, at least. Yeah. What about um, standout moments for you? Well, okay, so my standout moments, and I think at this point, since we're going into more deeper detail, this is going to be spoilers, because these are some great sequences. My, like, this is my favorite sequence. I think it's just hilarious. Like, luckily, I don't remember the lyrics, but <laughs> um, my I think my standout moment was there's a song sequence where Batman and the queen of this, like... Space town? Space town, yeah. <laughs> Like this, this space station who's trying to get married. <laughs> um, but it's like her seduction song to Batman. <laughs> yeah. And she's just, it was hilarious because she's like singing about how they're so related. And then she kind of like, and then Batman just like drops his like, wait, I don't want to be a loner anymore. And starts like singing back to her with like some hilarious lyrics. And it was probably like my favorite part of the movie. It's definitely my favorite song of the movie just because we'll learn that singing in Batman's like deep, dark voice. <laughs> like all this Oh, the funny stuff like referencing other Batman movies too. Yeah, there. That was something I don't remember that as much of that in the first Lego movie, but this one had a lot of references to different Batman movies. Everything from Keaton's Batman to George Clooney's, and I thought that was just great. <laughs> references Val Kilmer's lips. Yeah. It was just, I, I, I really liked those. Like, that was, those were some of the most hilarious things that Batman said. And it's, th- that cracked me up. But I loved that sequence where they're dancing and singing together on a table. It's <laughs> pretty good. I think a standout moment for me was, again, the first 10, 15 minutes of the movie in the apocalyptic world. Just everything was just so funny with going after the Duplo and everything. That whole sequence was great. Emmett, like, it was a wild start. It's like, how do they know? It's like they know our every move. And, like, they go to a shot of a blinker. <laughs> And he's like, wow, that's weird. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) For some reason, it kind of reminds me of that Simpsons episode where Bart gets that high-tech belt and it has turn signals on his butt. (laughs) I don't remember that for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't want to say it was like started out amazing downhill from there, but it definitely the beginning was still probably my favorite part of the whole thing. Yeah, I think. I don't the, want to say it was downhill, but it's essentially kind of feels like the sum of its parts are greater, or like the parts are greater than the total sum. However, that mm-hmm. <laughs> saying goes. But you know, like they they still have. I mean, like we're kind of crapping on the movie a little bit, but it's just like it still has a lot of great bits throughout it. It's just not quite as awesome. As the first one. Yeah, I don't know. Should we go? We're kind of in spoilers. Should we talk about the twist? Yeah, let's let's go and talk about the twist. All right, we'll talk briefly on the twist here. So we've seen in the trailers, we've got Chris Pratt's Rex character who, you know, flies around in space, has all his army of raptors. Well, turns out, spoiler alert again, he is Emmett's character in the future. Wildstar has a good talk with him saying, you're still not the man I want. So he goes on a quest, if you will, to become the man she wants. She wants him to be brooding and dark, because that's how the world is, brooding and dark. So he becomes this Rex character. So And then Rex steals some time travel equipment, mainly from uh, Back to the Future. Back to, he, he, they, that was a funny sequence. They go from Back to the Future. What else do they do? I, I just remember Back to the Future. Stargate. And then like, Stargate and like whatever Skynet has been using. Skynet. And it's funny. All right, I'm just taking DeLorean. This. Whatever Skynet's been using in the time. Go back in time. That was funny. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, Rex turns out to be the future Emmett, and he's come back to save Emmett and what what was his overall purpose though of doing that? His overall purpose was kind of like to make sure that Emmett 
turns cold and dark and brooding like him so he can essentially exist in the future. Because if Emmett stays soft, then he doesn't exist. Yeah, but if Emmett becomes him anyway, then it's, I don't know. I don't I don't know. It's, it's, it's like, it's classic time time yeah. travel where it gets overly complicated for no reason. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I was okay with it. Like, I, it's, you know, because the whole movie could have been Emmett's friends are kidnapped. He's going to go on a mission to save them. Gets wild style, and then together they save them. Which is a pretty basic plot and fine, but they decided to you know throw some twists in there, which it was, was alright. I mean, every movie needs a good couple twists. Yeah, and then it kept it from being like a pretty straight formula movie, I guess. But uh, yeah, I, I guess I was fine with it. Yeah, no, I I was fine with it. I thought it was funny. I mean, like I said, like the bits in this movie are everywhere, and they're all pretty funny. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't look at this as like, well, this plot doesn't make any sense because they're essentially making fun of plot conveniences throughout the entire movie anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so as long as you like kind of can just like sit back, relax, enjoy the jokes, then it's fine. Yeah, that's no, fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know. I guess let's wrap this up here. Give our overall thoughts and like grade it out and get out of here. Well, I mean, as far as my ending thoughts, as much as like we've kind of like pointed out some flaws and what we didn't like, and we took, we saw this uh, yesterday and, you know, as I was thinking about it today, I just was thinking and, you know, I was just sitting here like, man, I just like, I wasn't sure I felt about it yesterday, but today I was just thinking, I'm just like, I just want to see the movie again. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I did enjoy this. Like there's some of the stuff didn't quite work, but I thought overall, like the bits were funny. The characters are still funny and I still love Lego. <laughs> and I just like my only some a little gripe that we hadn't talked about yet was I was hoping they would add a few more different Lego lines in there. Like I was glad to see that they added the uh, DeLorean from Back to the Future. That was awesome. I was kind of hoping that they would add like the Ghostbusters so they have like a Ghostbusters firehouse set. Like I thought that would have been a fun one to add that in. That would have been pretty cool. But yeah, you know, overall, I still enjoy this movie. I thought the I thought it was hilarious despite what that the theater wasn't laughing. I was still laughing. And I could have done with a little bit more Apocalypseburg. Agreed. <laughs> I, I loved it. Like, I still I still had a really great time. And that's what the movies are for. What's your grade? Uh, you know, I'm just going to give this... I'm going to give this a B. I'm going to give it a solid B because I would give the original Lego movie like an A+, because that movie was great. But I would just give this a solid B because it's not quite up to that level, but I still quite enjoyed it. For me, overall thoughts, um, for the most part, it's very enjoyable. Got some really good laughs in it. I mean, Daniel and I laughed, I would say, start to finish for the most part. Only when the theater's laughing. Again, the animation didn't quite look up to par as the first one did. It looked a little less like a stop-motion animation movie, which I really enjoyed the animation of the first one quite a bit. Um, again, you can, you can kind of feel Chris Miller and Phil Lord's presence missing in the director chair. I don't know. I do... I do have a problem with in-your-face politics. I really wish they would just keep that crap out of movies and just let us have fun at the movies. So, overall, it's still enjoyable. Not as good as the first, like Daniel was saying. I'm going to say B-. minus. Okay, that's fair enough. I mean, like you said, definitely go see this movie if you love Lego. And if you love the first one or any of the other Lego movies, I think you're still going to have a yeah, good time. Yeah, and I, I would still say go see it for sure. And maybe on Prawn Rewatch, I'll like it better. I think so. I, I would think so, too. Like, I, I would like to see this again in theaters, maybe in 3D. Yeah, I mean, that might make it. That might actually be a pretty cool way to see it. 
Yeah, I, I think so. But, you know, overall, yeah, definitely go see it. Yeah, it only made, gosh, opening weekend, it made half of what the first one made. It made about 34, 35 million opening weekend. Although I will say part of that probably has to do is half the country is under ice right now. I mean, even us here in Portland got hit with a snowstorm ish it's kind of melted now but i mean open of this last weekend when the movie came out we, yeah we were covered in snow yeah so that could have something to do with it i mean like i kind of was like well this is the second one i'm like well it's the set or it's the second numbered sequel but they've had the batman movie and the ninjago movie so possibly people are burnt out on it i hope not because i want to see more i want another one i would really hope uh phil lore and chris miller are back in the director's chair they're fine writing but i want them back in the director's chair <sighs> i don't know i hope so because then at least if they they're back for the if they make a third they, one. Wish they would have been in this one. Gosh, I mean, what were they busy doing? Like shooting some offshoot Star Wars movie or something like that, and then getting fired? Is that what they were doing? I don't know. I mean, like years? they weren't quite as popular when they first made the first, like the first Lego movie. But now they're just like a hot item, so it's probably harder to get them. They're probably just too busy. Yeah, I would have, still would hope. That, I don't know. I don't know. I, I want to. If they do a third one, I do want to see them back in the director's chair. Absolutely. But yeah. All right. Well, uh, Daniel, why don't you tell our audience where they can find us? You can find us on Twitter and Instagram with movies underscore Bruce. Let us know what you thought about the Lego Movie, the second part, and let us know what you're excited to see this year. Uh, next week, I think we're going to be doing Alita: Battle Angel. So look out for a review on that next week. All right, Daniel. Thanks for coming in. Hope you enjoy your uh, little Lego set there. Oh, heck yeah. I love Lego. All right. Well, that about does it for this week. We'll see you next time on Movies and Brews. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>